2: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
3: What's up, guys? It's Harrison Phillips here. And you're listening to Nate and the Fellows on the Circle the Wagons podcast on Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills, baby. Where else would your man be than the Go, Buffalo! Hey, hey, let's go Buffalo.
1: The Bills make me wanna go,
2: me. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. The Grinch does not steal
0: Christmas. From Buffalo Bills fans, as the Bills win today in Gillette Stadium, 33-21 to take a firm grasp on the AFC East from the New England Patriots. Hello everyone, welcome to this recap episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I am your host Nate, and we are going to discuss the Bills' victory today over the New England Patriots. We're going to go over our thoughts on the game our stats of the game, uh, our success team, last plays the game, our wall of famers and wall of shamers, uh, which we're going to read some from Twitter and we're going to do a live Twitter spaces, uh, event too, as well. So hopefully we'll get some, some reaction, some audio from some listeners and some followers on Twitter. And we're going to do our, uh, weekly giveaway, but first guys, I mean, the, the, it was just, what an incredible game today. It was the biggest game of the season so far for the Bills. I put it up on Twitter, I know for a fact, because 89% of people said that this is the biggest game of the season, even more so than the Kansas City Chiefs game, because uh, the division was within the grasp. Uh, you had to win today to 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 get the to win the division and to ensure yourself, uh, hopefully, uh, a home game in the playoffs, which is the most important reason to win the division. At this point, especially if you're not going to get the number one seed and the bills did a great job today of, of almost giving us heart attacks. First off, I'll say that it almost gave us several heart attacks. I don't know what you guys, but um, I, it was, it was a seesaw game back and forth and you couldn't, you know, breathe a sigh of relief until the very end until the last driver. So by the Buffalo bills and one an incredible game to, to beat against uh, Belichick for McDermott and the bills just to prove that they actually deserve the AFC East. I mean, last year you could argue a number of different reasons why they didn't necessarily deserve to win, uh, only based on the fact that you know, we've we've mentioned this in previous podcasts, but they didn't win uh earlier this season. They lost 14 to 10 against the Patriots in Buffalo under incredible weather weather conditions. This time on a mostly level uh field, Weather not being an issue, um, Josh Allen aired it out, and uh, and I thought the Bills looked great. Uh, there were some obviously some some issues at some points during the game, but uh, overall I thought it was a great game. It was a well coached game. The Bills got past a lot of um, mistakes that they made, and it didn't bother them, and they just went on. They 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 proved that they deserve to be uh, the the leader in the division, the AFC East. And I I mean it was, it was such a great game to be. Uh, to be a Bills fan. And I want to open this up to you guys, John and Mike, my co-hosts after Christmas, this was an amazing Christmas gift. John, I'll start with you. Uh, What were your
1: thoughts on the game? And did you see it the same way? Yeah, man, this uh, biggest game since the AFC championship for sure. Um, I, I woke up with like high anxiety. I had stomach issues going through the first half of this game. Just, you know, I, it was just such a big game, and I just really wanted them to win so badly. Um, I thought, for the most part, they did a good job of playing play to play, and and trying to to win um, individual battles. Um, the Bills were aggressive; they 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 dictated the game from the beginning, in spite of missing a lot of players. Uh, Beasley, Davis, Feliciano, Star was out. Um, Ford, another guy that they play a lot on the line. Epenesa was out. Um, very aggressive. I mean, I mean, the Pats were too, right? The teams combined for 10 fourth down attempts, and they were both very successful at it. The Bills three for four, the Pats five for six. Um, the the Bills offensive line I thought played a lot better today, in in, in spite of um some some of their shortcomings and the players that were out. And I, I saw somewhere Belichick's this was his like first game with a pass where they didn't force a punt, like that. That's Pretty crazy considering how long he's been with the Patriots. Um Today was Bill Belichick's three hundred and ninety second game with the Patriots,
0: and the first time his defense didn't force a single punt. A historic performance by Josh
1: Allen and the Bills. Yep. That's it. It's crazy. Like and the Bills were never losing at any point in the game. It's fantastic. That's incredible. Mike,
2: uh, what were your thoughts on on today's win? Christmas only comes once a year, Nice and you and how long are you really gonna live right (laughs) so you only get a select few and this year i was a little resentful because it felt christmas the day felt a little anticlimactic because everybody's looking forward to today at least everybody in western new york um so thrilled that bill's got to win when can how often have we been able to say that bill's beat new england in gillette in a crucial game late in the season right like never not in our lifetimes it doesn't feel like not since the the super bowl years um yeah john hit the the nail on the head with the fourth down like it was such an exciting game with the teams being as aggressive as they they were like mcdermott really showed me something like i think it's it's saying a lot about somebody when they can Flip the script because we've we've been critical in throughout the year of of him playing not to lose and just being overly conservative. And today he he really went for the jugular on a number of occasions, um, but very very exciting. Um, and we've run out of superlatives for Josh Allen, but his performance like how can he not be in the Pro Bowl? Like just an elite. Um, where would this team be without him? He just put puts week in and week out puts uh, the team on his back. Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I mean, this is, you're talking about how important this game was. I mean, this is the most, or or when was the last time the bills won in Gillette or in general, like this is the most important bills win against the Patriots team since like 2011 when the bills won against chain Gailey. because uh, I know I mentioned this on the last Patriots bills game, but there was, you know, a Jacoby Brissett game, a Jimmy Garoppolo game. Like there wasn't, the bills never beat Belichick and Brady uh, when it mattered. And, or, you know, obviously the Patriots in general, and this was the most important game um, that they could have won um, in that standpoint. And yeah, I mean, John mentioned the offensive line looked great today. I mean, with all the, with all the players that they were missing, I mean, the hat, hats off to them for not, I mean, even in the middle of the game, Ike Butker goes down, you know, he gets carted off and you're like, Oh great. Well, you know, now Deion Dawkins is in um, which, uh, you know, it's kind of weird that he wasn't starting, but it must have been uh, some. of the... John, do you know why that is? Because I'm just guessing and speculating. I don't know why he did not start. I don't know why Spencer Brown started instead of him at left tackle. I'll just put that out I,
1: there. I, I don't know. I my, my only guess is that maybe he, you know, still had some issues where he wasn't fully recovered from whatever was going on. And maybe they thought that, well, okay, it'll work out if he's a backup or in reserve, you know, he'll, he'll be, you know, kind of like how they do like emergency quarterback sometimes third string. You're like, mm-hmm. well, we're going to activate him, but we're not going to plan on starting him type of thing. But when, but went down, maybe they had to shift things around.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's got to be it. Cause I'm, I'm not finding, I hadn't found anything on social media before the game. I haven't he, he found played anything well. It sometimes. seemed
1: like when he was in there too, like, yeah. I don't think yeah. they lost anything there. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Especially
0: against Matthew Judon. <laughs> You know, one of the best, you know, defensive ends, and especially when they got completely annihilated last last game by him. Um, yeah, I think he held up. I think, I mean, we can't go on much longer without saying how well Isaiah McKenzie played today. I mean, he was, you know, and I, and I'll be the first one to admit that I was wrong last week when I said, uh, you know, I don't know if it matters if he's in or not because today it, he was the difference, in my opinion. Obviously, Josh Allen was the guy that, you know, really lifted the team and put it on his shoulders. But I mean, without Isaiah McKenzie out there, like making those huge third down grabs, you know, third McKenzie level grabs, third Isaiah, third McKenzie, instead of third and Cole. Uh, it was, he, he, he was great. He he was a great uh, breath of fresh air for that offense. And he helped elevate that team to another level to win today. And And the Patriots did not have an answer for him. He was everywhere, all over the field.
1: Yeah, and I'm glad you said third and McKenzie, because I just wanted to point out how ridiculous that nickname was to begin with. Because you could say that about any player, just say, Oh, his nickname is third and whatever his last name is and whatever.
0: No, it just it just it's not absurd all the time. It's just well, absurd when I said <laughs> third Mackenzie. Third and Isaiah. They see they're both they both sound funny. But third and Cole, on the other hand, it just I don't know. So
2: he's getting he's not only getting his roster spot, he's also getting his nickname. <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, he could. I think he's earned it. Dude, if you had to say, if you had to tell me at this point right now, will they re-sign Cole Beasley at the end of the year when he's a free agent? Absolutely not. I mean, if you could get this kind of performance out of Isaiah McKenzie and Cole Beasley hasn't had a great season and he's also, you know, clearly not vaccinated. um, And I know we'll have to have this conversation another time because this is such a momentous win. Um, We'll talk like vaccination and, and the coach's message again at some point.
2: But you have to be on the field to help the team. And it's just it, – it seems like there's some guys who are – at some point it's selfish. <laughs> like mm-hmm. if you're trying to win a Super Bowl and you can't all pull in the same direction, right? Like, uh, I don't know. Well, you always say, Mike, and it's true. Availability is your greatest ability, right? And, and we talked about this in August. Like, oh, this is going to happen. Hopefully it, ha- like, hopefully it doesn't happen in a crucial game down the stretch. That's exactly what it did. <laughs> it's and exactly goodness for Isaiah McKenzie.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you have to think about it, like Isaiah McKenzie's a free agent, Cole Beasley's a free agent at this at the end of the year. I mean, how could you not even think like if if they're both like one A, one B and the one guy's vaccinated and the other one isn't? How could how could you as a coach be like, I'm definitely not going with a guy that's I mean, how how would you not say that you would have like you know you'd want one more than the other is all I'm saying. So
1: well, what we also got to bring in Emmanuel Sanders into the equation because he's on a one-year contract. Would you is, is McKenzie a flash in the pan? It, like he had one great game this year, one great game last year against Miami. Do you, I mean, mm-hmm. I understand Sanders is is older; he's thirty-three, but he didn't have a good game. Yeah, no. he had, he had that, the he had the drop. He had the offensive pass interference. On the, on, I mean, I don't know. Yeah,
0: that's a really good point, John. I mean, you have you have another guy that is going to be uh, yeah, free agent next year. And he wasn't, um, you have to wonder at this point is like when, when Isaiah McKenzie wasn't getting a lot of snaps and a lot of touches, I figured it was just like the coaching staff just didn't trust him enough. And now when he has these breakout games, you have to wonder, maybe the coaching staff was holding him back this whole time. And maybe he was really that talented. He just didn't, get the opportunity to, cause you know, that happens in the NFL, right? I mean, Antonio Brown had an amazing game uh, today and nobody wanted him for like a year or two. So like, there's a possibility that it was just overlooked by the bills, you know?
1: Yeah. It, it's tough. I mean, they, they do have good depth. I mean, you know, you, you got to love Diggs, and uh, they got the young guy, Gabe Davis. But after that, after this year, like you, they got to figure that out just, you know, for the future.
0: Yeah. Yes, they do. But that's a conversation for another time in the offseason, man. That's a. am glad we're talking about it now because it, it, it can't not be discussed a little bit. But let's go into our stats of the game.
2: Stats of the game.
1: They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time.
3: That doesn't make sense. So you're telling me there's a chance. Oh, people can come up with statistics to prove anything, can't 40% of all people know that.
0: Stats of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. I'll we'll start off with Josh Allen. Josh Allen was 30 for 47 today. 314 yards and three touchdowns. Amazing game for Josh Allen. Fire emoji rating for Josh Allen. Uh, in a clutch game like this, looking good on the road. John, how many fire emojis would you give him? 17. 17 out of 5. Nice. I like it. (laughs) 17 out of 5. Mike, how about you? The max. He was just dominant. Dominant. Absolutely. I agree. 5 out of 5 and whatever max rating. 1,700 out of 5. He he was great today. Um, Improvising plays. Uh, when he could a couple of shovel passes at key situations. I mean, he just a couple of big scrambles for first down scrambles. I mean uh he was the bill's leading rusher. that's the next step uh twelve attempts sixty four yards. um he had that twenty five yard run for a first down.
2: You can't tell me like down. if if Mahomes, if it was a chiefs game and Mahomes did half that stuff, the announcers would have been stroking out <laughs> <laughs> right and oh, Ellen. Yeah. You uh, it, Ellen,
0: Ellen never gets the full-on praise not, from any announcer. Be like, what were, if, if this was Patrick, Mah- no, no. If this was Patrick Mahomes, they would be like, everybody, I hope you're all realize you're witnessing greatness out there. <laughs> like everybody take a breath. <laughs> once just, in a generational gonna, talent. Once in a general, we're going to, as CBS, as sportscasters, we're going to take a moment of silence right now for this amazing, you know, display that Patrick Mahomes is putting on. You know, <laughs> he, he threw on the run. Oh my God. MVP. <laughs> yeah. It's you're absolutely
1: right. ridiculous that he's not in the pro bowl. Like how crazy is this? It's, it's, it's insane. Unbelie- it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Insane.
0: I think, but you know what? Part of me thinks that, and I was hoping this, that they took that disrespect of Allen not getting in and the entire bills defense, not getting in only two pro bowlers for the Buffalo bills and Deion Dawkins and Stefan Diggs.
1: I think they took that to heart today. And um, yeah, ironically, we've been harping on the offensive line all season. One <laughs> of them gets in as a football. Hey, one
0: <laughs> hey, fifth doesn't make a whole offensive line, John.
1: <laughs> Weakest link. Um, did Did you think it was Jerry Sullivan's comments that that amped up the team to win today? Oh yeah, yeah, John. You sent that. T- no,
0: I sent that that text to you guys. It was from uh, Bill, or I'm sorry, Bill Graham, Tim Grant. <laughs> Where he said uh, Jordan Poyer screaming, "Where Jelly? Where Jerry Sullivan? At where the bleep he's got? What the bleep he's got to say?" As the safety walks to the locker room, um, Nero, which is an interesting thing to have on the top of one's mind coming off a football field. <laughs> hey man, whatever you got to use as disrespect or or uh, reasoning to get up in one of the most important games, whatever, that's fine. I mean, you know, who knows? A
1: multitude of things, right? You got the that, that, you got the, um, so between the bad press, the division the game on the line, like getting embarrassed two, you know, a few weeks ago in New England or in Buffalo with New England, mm-hmm. uh, the Pro Bowl stuff, like all of it, like all of it combined, culminated. It. They did play a much more disciplined game today than they have all mm-hmm. season. There were there were a few things like those penalties in the red zone and whatnot, but overall, they they played. A, a, a lot more sound game today I thought
0: well they weren't made to be one dimensional either last week or last game uh, the Bills only had a chance to stop the run defensively or to you know run the ball they, they, they weren't going to run the score up to make Mac Jones throw the ball because that was a key in any of this was to get up by enough points where you had to have Mac Jones throw and then you were really going to see how good he is I mean because everyone had been telling us you know in the national media that like this guy's this guy's good it could be rookie of the year right like this and he so far he's been the best rookie quarterback of all the rookie quarterbacks but today the bills defense made him look you know subpar for sure he made they made him look like a rookie quarterback essentially
1: yeah i mean he wasn't terrible but like he wasn't good like great you know like there were some misses and some behind you know missing receivers you know throwing behind them and stuff like that Uh, no stuff that we're
0: not used to seeing from new england quarterbacks right like brady doesn't make those throws very often misses like that, like behind the guys hitting the dirt, even like that, just, that just didn't seem to happen a lot with, which was a, which was a breath of fresh air. as a Bill's fan. Oh,
1: it's easy when you cheat,
0: (laughs) but I mean, all in all, like, I mean, we're going to get into, you know, uh, Mac Jones and a bet. Um, let me just finish reading off the rushing stats. Devin Singletary, next leading rusher three or, uh, 12 rushes for 39 yards and one touchdown. Isaiah McKenzie, the Bills' leading receiver, uh, listen to this. 11 receptions on 12 targets, so 11 for 12, for 125 yards and one touchdown. Like, unbelievable game. Like, that's a great game for Stephon Diggs. It's a great game for almost any receiver in the NFL. That's uh, unbelievable stat line. 11 for 12, 125, one touchdown. Stephon Diggs, next leading receiver, uh, seven receptions on 13 targets. For eighty-five yards and one touchdown, they were off today. By the way, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, even though that's a pretty impressive stat line—eighty-five yards and a touchdown—there uh, were several different like miscommunications between the two, which is maybe once a game, but there were several, which I thought was kind of interesting. Odd. Devin Singletary was the next leading receiver, six or five receptions on six targets for thirty-nine yards, and then we're just going to end it with Dawson Knox for uh two receptions on three targets for 11 yards and one touchdown that shovel pass touchdown uh, in the fourth quarter. Mac Jones today was 14 for 32, 145 yards, zero touchdowns and two interceptions both to which player? Micah Hyde. <laughs> uh I didn't think Mac Jones looked terrible today. I've seen a lot of other pl- quarterbacks look uh worse against this Bills defense, rookie quarterbacks especially, I thought I thought Mac Jones looked okay again. Like that's not an impressive stat line whatsoever. Fourteen, it's less than fifty percent completion percentage. Um no touchdowns, uh two interceptions, but um I mean he could have looked worse, I guess is all I'm saying. I'm not trying I'm
1: not trying to Yeah he's just he's just like Brady, game manager, you know, good defense, good running attack, you know, keep you in games, that kind of thing, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. The team around you lifts you up as opposed to you lifting the team up around you. Yes. (laughs) Damian Harris was a leading rusher for the Patriots. 18 attempts, 103 yards, three touchdowns. Counted for every single touchdown. Leading receiver for the Pats, uh, Jacoby Myers. uh, Six receptions on eight targets for 59 yards. And that was Stats of the Game, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Oh, wait, I forgot. I have a few more stats. A few more stats. Isaiah McKenzie. We were just talking about Isaiah McKenzie and Cole Beasley. Isaiah McKenzie joins Cole Beasley as the only Bills to surpass 10-plus catches in a game. They've both done it twice. (laughs) What do you know? Uh, Isaiah McKenzie was featured in both games. Dude, we could have a 1,500-yard receiver in Isaiah McKenzie if he just plays week in and week out. Jeez. Josh Allen has surpassed 4,000 passing yards for the season, becoming the only, team in, the only player in team history to tally multiple seasons with 4,000-plus passing yards. Josh Allen has three, had 300 yards passing today, which makes made it his sixth 300-yard game this season. Uh, Dawson Knox had a touchdown today. Uh, N- Knox now ties Stephon Diggs for the team lead with nine receiving touchdowns this season. Stephon Diggs and Dawson Knox joined Eric Moulds and Peerless Price in 2002 as the only time the Bills have had multiple players catch nine plus touchdowns in a single season. Wow. Micah Hyatt has his fifth interception of the season. The Bills are the first team, the Buffalo Bills are the first team to win in New England in consecutive seasons by 10 plus points since the Denver Broncos did it in 1995 and 1996.
1: And how did no defenders get selected to the Pro Bowl? (laughs) Like, that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's like the best
0: defense in the NFL. (laughs) The Bills did not punt in a game for the fifth time in franchise history. Isaiah McKenzie's 11-catch, 125-yard day tied the most catches by a Bill this season and marked the second most receiving yards by a Bill. The Bills' offensive line Did not allow a sack in a game for the first time since uh, the Halloween game against the Dolphins. So shout out to the to the Bills offensive line. Josh Allen has 131 total touchdowns in his career. The second most in NFL history in a player's first four seasons behind Dan Marino's 144 touchdown. That's pretty good. That's pretty good company to have, right? I mean, that's not the worst company. The players to have 34-plus passing touchdowns and 4,000-plus passing yards in back-to-back seasons in NFL history was Josh Allen this year, last couple of years, Tom Brady did it twice, Drew Brees did it twice, Peyton Manning did it once, and Aaron Rodgers did it once. Again, great company to be in. Uh, Another stat, Buffalo Bills have clinched their third straight winning season for the first time since... The 1991 to 1993 seasons. So you're talking Super Bowl era. Josh Allen has thrown for 30 plus passing touchdowns and 35 plus, 100, 3,500 plus passing yards back to back seasons. All other Bills quarterbacks have combined for one such season in franchise history. Wow. And I believe that was Drew Bledsoe. So that was Stats of the Game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Or we are we going to take a quick commercial break. When we get back, we're going to do our sweet, sassy, molassie plays of the game. Maybe a Gettysburg play of the game. And our wall of famers and wall of shamers. And we'll try to get you oh, – we have our giveaways, of course. So stick around and we'll be right back.
2: Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. we got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work
4: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: Welcome back to Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. This is our recap show. I'm your host, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm with my co-hosts, John and Mike, and we're discussing this huge, tremendous, amazing Bill's win over the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. Which, if you saw his presser at the end, he was not very happy, which is uh, so good. It's borderline pornographic, if we're being honest. Bill Belichick being upset the whole time. Bill Belichick not having any explanations to the media about why the Bills are, uh, why he lost. It's just, uh, it's amazing. Unbelievable. Uh, let's go into our sweet, sassy molassie plays of the game.
2: Sweet, sassy molasses. Get out the checkbook and pay off for the rubdown.
0: Our Sweet Sassy molassy Plays of the Game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Um, John, I'll start with you. What was your Sweet Sassy molassy play of the game in today's win? I know there were, unlike some wins where there's just like one or two that stand out, this, there were just several really good plays. So this is a great segment for us to, to do together.
1: Yeah, I agree. There were a ton of great plays, like all these third down and fourth down plays, uh, the the touchdowns it's really hard to choose that last drive was really good in, in totality. Uh, but I, I I'm going to go with that Allen Tanox Knox touchstone at the end that iced it. I think I, I finally got to exhale for the first time today and, you know, let my stomach settle a little bit and uh, yeah, I, I'll go with that one.
0: Mind you, John, you were the one that texted us when the bills were playing the Patriots in the first game in Buffalo, the bills are definitely going to win this game. And then last this last week, to your credit, you said the Patriots are definitely going to win this game. Trying to anti, or trying to jinx the Patriots, and um, you know it was
1: definitely a reverse jinx.
0: Reverse jinx. Well done. Well done. I appreciate Thank it. You. We all appreciate Thank that. Thank you. Clearly, the uh, the difference of the game. I'm going to do mine next because it has to do with that drive as well. Um, I I love the shovel pass to Dawson Knox. That was that was amazing. Um, I was just going to give it to Stefan Diggs, or that to the play before that, uh, or several plays before that was Stephon Diggs. Um, got the shovel pass from Josh Allen on third and ten to go for 19 yards to set up the Dawson Knox uh, touchdown. Uh, it was just, I mean, just more improv- improvisation by Stefan or uh, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. They were on the right page on that one, and uh, just a huge third down conversion for sure. So uh, both plays, though, I mean, I, I do love the Dawson Knox touchdown pass too. Uh, or Mike, what what was your uh, sweetest last you play played the game?
2: There's so many, but the one that sticks out to me is fourth and one. Alan bootlegs. Ah, oh, he was dead to rights, and just managed to make a couple of moves, um, and turned a uh, tackle for a loss into I don't know how many. He ended up with five, six, seven yards, but just incredible display of athleticism. And it just shows you you never you're uh, you're never out when he's got the ball in his hands. It's just. I'm out of superlatives for his performance today he was just locked in haven't seen him like that very often it just felt like there was no way they were going to lose that game yeah he looked yeah good call mike on that one i in the press conference i was
0: reading that after the bills game um deon dawkins said that uh in essence josh allen is worth a quarter of a billion dollars and he's worth every penny and when you talk about a play like that like mike had where you know he like he said he was dead to rights in the backfield and made a guy miss. Made a couple guys miss. Got the first down and more. It wasn't like he slid or just you know took that. Josh Allen doesn't go down easy if he doesn't have to. Uh, loved it, loved it. That was those were those were all good plays. Now those were sweet sassy molassy plays of the game. Brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. And uh, what about a, a Gettysburg of the game? Four score and seven years ago. Now, John mentioned that there was never a point where the Bills were uh, didn't have the lead the entire game. But is there a Gettysburg play of the game in today's win that you really think just kind of maybe not turn the tides, but just you know made it so that the Bills were firmly, uh, maybe not even firmly, just that the momentum had shifted for the Bills to win the game? Uh,
1: John? Do you have one, or you want me to start with Mike? Um, I mean, I, I don't think I have one, just because, you know, the the Bills, you know, they weren't losing at any point, like we said, but they also they stayed they stayed calm, cooled, and collected, if you will, like throughout. Like the Bills scored, okay, okay, maybe the Patriots scored, but they stuck the game plan the whole time, even even if it looked a little dicey, they just they just kept rolling with it, and they did what they did even with the, the red zone issues. I, I don't know if there's a play that really shifted the momentum for me to, to make the bills win. They just kept doing the same thing the whole game. I thought.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Mike? Anything stick out to you?
2: Um, in the third quarter, Damian Harris scored a touchdown to make it 2014 and, Again, it felt like the Bills were in control the whole game, and, and that score just made it sound too close because I thought the Bills had been playing dominant football. Um, so the when the Bills got the ball back to start the fourth quarter and Singletary had the two-yard run to make it 26-14, um, it felt good to have a little more breathing room. Uh, Pats again cut it to 26-21. So I, I guess it was, back, it was back and forth, like the true – gettysburgs right is when they they pull ahead and don't look back and that may not have been until the I, I was gonna say when the bills put it put it ahead two scores in the fourth quarter but the pats came right back and made it 26 21 so maybe that dawson knox touchdown 33 21 i got like that's a good one. right because it hung yeah. in the balance until
4: yeah
2: um i mean if had the bills had a had a we certainly didn't want to see a taint at that point. Uh, they fumble. They do like any little mistake in the, in the Pats can win that game until they go up more than two scores late in the fourth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the bills didn't turn the ball over today. I mean, what a any...
2: long convoluted
0: answer, <laughs> long convoluted <laughs> answer to say that the, it was John sweet sassy Molassi played the game. <laughs> Um What do you think about this one? Okay. What about, in were you listening
2: court? or were you just waiting for your turn to talk? Oh, I did. Did you even say anything? <laughs> yeah, like. Does anyone <laughs> listen ever? <laughs>
0: In my whole I'm head, just I'm just waiting. like singing a song while Mike's talking. Nobody <laughs> listens anymore to anything. They're just they're just waiting for you to stop talking so they can get their point. Are we out. on the
1: wall of shame yet? <laughs> are we?
0: <laughs> are we? Are we past all the Christmas? You know, the the family get-togethers where people We're are asking into the, you. We we did the giveaways already. Did we, John's like signing off for me, John? Um, <laughs> you know, family get-togethers where people are only asking you how you're doing so that you can ask them how they're doing. That's always fun. <laughs> How's work going? Well, work's going. On. Oh yeah, well my work's going. I was well, I didn't even get a chance to ask you. <laughs> um, so <laughs> what do you guys think about this one? I like I like the one Mike said because you know you didn't really get a chance to breathe. You know when the bills the, the Pats were down by you know twelve points with less than Three minutes left. I think it was like two and change maybe. But what about when the Bills were up 10-7 in the second quarter, Tyler Bass had just kicked the 25-yard field goal, the Patriots were driving, and then they threw that interception that tipped off the hands of, I think it was like A.J. Klein maybe, and then also tipped off the hands of uh, Taron Johnson, and then it fell into Micah Hyde's hands, and he got that first interception to stop that drive. I thought that was huge. I thought that was a, that was a drive that, you know, had the Patriots scored a touchdown or scored a field goal or at all. I mean, you know, it's just after that, the Bills, you know, scored a Diggs had a 12-yard touchdown pass Um, from Allen. They went up 17-7. I thought that that was an impactful play that kind of swung the game a little bit one way or the other, especially because it was a turnover. Um,
1: Well, I I don't know if it completely shifted. I don't know if it shifted anything because the Bills didn't score at all on that drive. They turned it over in downs on the one. And the pass punted and then they scored. So, like a lot of things happened in between. That's right. That's our, right. Right after our that. definition of Gettysburg is very nebulous. That's <laughs> the problem.
0: That's that's true because that was the one where Sanders dropped the touchdown on fourth and goal, so nothing actually came of it. You're right. You're right. The I mean, they ended up
1: scoring, right? but like there was a few drives either way in between. I don't, right. I, I don't know if that. I mean, it did stop their drive, so that that was something. But I don't know. How did it, how
2: did this even become a segment? Nate just. Came up with it, he liked it because he created it, and then the next thing you know, it's a thing. <laughs> I just waited
0: for one of you guys to stop talking and I made it a segment.
1: <laughs> that's all it uh, is. that how third and call became a thing? I mean, that's how I remember third and also against... became a thing. You guys
0: have been against all segments, but in my defense, you haven't been coming up with new segments, so I mean, you know, you can't really criticize if you're not coming up with new ones, too, right? So. So now Mike's thinking super hard right now to think of another (laughs) segment that he could add that's better.
1: Um, I just don't want to put in the effort.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we know, John. (laughs) Gettysburg of the game. That was brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Thank you guys for that. We're going to go into our Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers, which are also brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Let's start off with our Wall of Fame today wall i think i think it goes too easy to say josh allen but maybe you guys are going to um i'm just gonna come out and say isaiah mckenzie just had an amazing game i think we we've talked him up enough in this episode but i mean he was just so so damn good out there um just clutch when you need to like i said you know for a guy that's been you know people say that maybe he doesn't have the hands or the ball security or whatever uh eleven for twelve no fumbles, so uh, I thought he had a great game um and he's on my wall of fame in today's victory uh John, who is on your wall of fame in today's win? Well,
1: I'm feeling very generous since uh you know Christmas time got the christmas spirit going so i'm gonna I'm gonna give it to three different individuals um Mackenzie, you know obviously we've talked about eleven for 125, one touchdown, a number of key plays during the game. Uh, Josh Allen, a, a, as you've mentioned, um, hit 378 total yards, passing and rushing 88% of the offense. I mean, he's he's the Bills at this point. And then uh, McDermott, his, aggressive, his aggressiveness uh, – he was aggressive, and it paid off. <laughs> <laughs> he remained calm whenever the pad sensors back with a score. He sucks to the game plan. Uh, um I think he had the team more disciplined than usual. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to give it to those three guys. Love it. Is that the first thing hey, you, did you write
2: that out? I feel like you wrote that out. That was so
0: good. Except for the blah, blah, blah part that sounded scripted. I, I've been yeah. drinking
1: scotch. Yeah. So I'm a little, you know,
0: <laughs> what do you think about this for a nickname for McKenzie? If he gets re-signed, I'm going to name him clutch McKenzie. How's that? Wait, what was the, what was the um, spud McKenzie? Was that the bud light dog? we were soon. kids? Too, too soon. Well, cause he's dead. Or because he's too soon because Mackenzie just had a good game he doesn't deserve a nickname Is that you saying spud Mackenzie uh
2: clutch just McKenzie. clutch clutch implies a larger body of work I feel yeah
0: okay all right we'll 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 keep it in the back I, our listeners have amazing nickname uh ideas so we'll see we'll see I mean we this might not matter like just like motor and Moss right like who knows that didn't really go anywhere motor and mayhem so uh mike who do you have on your wall of fame J- john was feeling uh giving what
2: about you i would say only because we get to see ellen week in and week out and we've almost become accustomed to th- heroics but i thought mcdermott has made the biggest leap for me week to week and the first pats game to the second um john already highlighted the aggressiveness but he got everybody ready to play. Didn't let the COVID issue become a distraction. Um, I thought the offensive line somewhat paradoxically played their one of their best games of the year today. He got them ready to go. Um, I loved the game plan for today and just how we went for the jugular repeatedly Put the and kept the ball in his best player's hands. So for me, it's McDermott.
0: That's a good one. It's a good one, also. Um, I'm going to give a shout out, just like an honorable mention, to Josh Allen's shovel pass today. Uh, Dude was on fire. when he had the, I mean, another trick up his sleeve, another thing that we hadn't seen Bro, do you
2: think that's the greatest thing in the world? Like, you could do that to me playing ball in the backyard. You could do that to a five year old, couldn't you? Throw a shovel pass. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. But no one ever utilizes it. No. You know? It's just like a pump fake. Every quarterback has the ability to do it, but no one ever really tried for the Bills in 20 years.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you know, that was just right. like, uh, well, I, don't, I just don't feel like doing it. Well, just do it. Shovel pass. Just Whatever do it. is Right. Just do it. Slide. How long? How many years have we seen a quarterback never slide and then just take hit after hit? <laughs> you know? I also, yeah. So I'm going to give Josh Allen's shovel pass today. It was just, it was good. I, I noticed it several times. Um, the offensive line deserves a shout out.
2: I think more impressive is like the throws across his body. like true the velocity like you or i could throw a shovel pass like we can't throw those <laughs> like the uh, laser speak passes
0: for <laughs> speak for yourself mike i've been the known wobbly, to throw a the laters. wobbly
2: duck <laughs> wait nate josh allen was
0: <laughs> <laughs> Was that even a spiral did you even attempt a spiral nate or did that just slip out of your hands in the right direction yeah there were a couple of plays that they show on replay we just you're right, Josh Allen, rolling right, throwing to the middle of the field across his body. Uh, unbelievable to see that. Sometimes I still don't believe that he's our quarterback. You know what I mean? Like it's like, when's the other shoe gonna drop? And then he makes plays like that, and you're like, wow, like we're just
1: guy special. Yeah, the the big one today, the third and ten when they were up seventeen seven, he hit um, Emmanuel Sanders. He he was rolling out and then threw threw it across and back to the center of the field. He caught it converted they end up getting a field goal to go up 20 to 7 yeah shout
0: out again to the offensive line for pass
1: protection today especially considering um
0: who they were going up against and then also um you know all the all the injuries that they sustained either through covid or um like like Butker getting carted off the field uh, i thought they did amazing today considering all those things considering who they were going up against it was a good Pat's defensive line well, all right let's go into our wall of shame in today's win shame shame shame.
1: John, who do you want to put on your wall of shame? Today's victory. Can you find one? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with the red zone offense, which has been an issue all season. Um, they had the drop passes in the end zone, Sanders and Camaro, The Dox touchdown got called back by an offensive line penalty, same drive, another offensive line penalty. Uh, Zach Moss tripping over his offensive lineman didn't get in the end zone. Uh, and they didn't score a touchdown on that drive. Um, I thought the play calling was suspect at times when they got, you know, on the, you know, inside the three. Uh, so, yeah, resident offense.
0: Yeah. Mike, what about you?
2: What do you have on your wall of shame? Just the drops. I could see we're demoralizing for the fans. has got to be demoralizing for the team. Uh, but I thought the, the Sanders drop stuck out to me for sure. Yeah, I was going to
0: kind of go along that same line Mike and my wall of shame goes to the wide receiver wide receivers in general dropping touchdowns in the end zone um first one going to Emmanuel Sanders second one going to Jake Kumro and then even like on the defensive side Levi Wallace had a missed interception in the end zone um at one point in the game um just guys just yeah just letting Josh Allen down mostly uh yeah that was uh usually you don't see that from Sanders he's usually pretty good uh pretty good uh player to, to catch the ball. What do you call that? Wide receiver? So it was it was weird to see that, um, unfortunately. Hey, wall of shame goes to the Pats fans. Patriots fans were just shuffling out with two minutes left in the game. The team's down by two scores. I mean, Mike, you made me stay to the entire end of the, uh, the Colts uh, destroying the Buffalo Bills, like 45 to 16 or whatever it was. And there was absolutely no chance the Bills were going to make a comeback. And you're like, no, let's stay to the end. Let's get closer to the field. <laughs> let's get closer to the field to see this beat down. <laughs> so, yeah. Can we be can we be honest? Like, Patriots fans aren't real Patriots fans unless you're, like, over the age of 25 or something. And you've actually noticed – you've actually been a part of the team or been watching the team since before. They were amazing. So maybe, like, 30. Maybe closer to 30 years old.
1: Right? Right. Yeah, I mean, I can understand if you're from the area and born into it and stuff, but like, it doesn't, you know, like people around here, right? It doesn't make as much sense,
0: right? Yeah. But it was funny just watching them leave their stadium when the game was still kind of winnable. Probably not unlikely, but still, those fans wouldn't do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you guys are talking about the same thing. I mean, yeah, same thing. I remember, you know, when we had season tickets. Uh, Bills are getting beat by the Patriots 56-10 to or whatever the heck the score was. Stayed until the last second kicked off. Yeah, I think the only reason for that is because of the, the comeback game, right? Like, it's like, well, there's still a chance because it was that one game <laughs> where they did it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they happened once in franchise history. Maybe it'll happen. <laughs> Maybe we'll win the lottery again. So. All right, now we're going to go over to Twitter. So,
4: Mike and John, we are doing our first ever Twitter space. We have just gone over, gone over our wall of famers and wall of shamers in today's victory. I'm going to read some that I've uh, we've gotten over Twitter. If you guys are listening and you want to be a part of the podcast, if you've never heard our podcast before, we do Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers each week, kind of like our MVP and LVP in the win or loss. We gave ours. I'm going to read some that I've gotten over Twitter because after every week, we, we note a in today's victory, who or what is on your Wall of Fame and Wall of Shame. So this is an opportunity. If you're interested in being a part of this, just request the mic and I will send it over to you. I know it's a little bit late. I appreciate all you guys staying up. We have, you know, we have two co-hosts and, you know, on different time areas, uh, holidays, people traveling, a lot of things going on. So first thing I'm going to do is read some of the tweets from our followers on Twitter. Let's see. OG Singletary Stan. OG Singletary Stan writes, Wall of Fame, Allen stepped up and didn't let drops get to him. Kept up poise. Shout out to iMac for executing when being asked to step up. Now, I like his uh, IMAC. I've never heard IMAC before. That's a that's a good nickname. It's a good nickname. I haven't heard that one. I've heard Little Dirty being used, but I haven't heard IMAC. I kinda like that one. Not gonna lie. Uh Wallace Shame said, Unfortunately, Sanders dropped some relatively easy passes. Still played well, but left too much on the table. Should have been a game. Absolutely. We mentioned this earlier in the podcast, which we'll release um later tonight, but uh the pet." Pa- the drops in the end zone especially, especially particularly having to do with uh, Emmanuel Sanders and then Jake Kumo having that one later in the game. Uh they just killed the Bills. Alright. I'm going to read a few more tweets. Wall of Fame, Wall of Shame. Uh I have the Kenosha Kickers. AJ Tharp. He's in Wall of Fame. McKenzie in the slot. Third and McKenzie may become a thing. Single we mentioned that earlier on the podcast. You'll have to listen to that. We talked we got into it. Mike and John and I got into, believe me, a little third and Cole, a little third and McKenzie, a little third and Isaiah. That, uh, that that might have some legs. Singletary is blossoming as a feature back. Knox did better than his stats showed. His blocking helped keep Allen to zero sacks, and Allen for his dominance. Yeah, wall of shame. Points left off the board from drops and penalties. Yeah, at one point during the game, the Bills were two for five on red zone conversions. So, and the patch for two for two. And sometimes, man, that's really all that matters. It did not matter today. I'm going to go into Nick T. Nick T. VoiceOver Nick was in. He says, Wall of Fame, Allen's various passes under pressure. Quick release, half-quick release, across the body on the run, quick shovel passes, uh, Wall of Shame, Beasley's internet presence. <laughs> Jeez, I didn't think we were going to get into Beasley today, especially when he wasn't even on the field. But uh Nick also writes, great win in a must Win game. We want to see continued better play. Perfect time to begin to peak. Absolutely. You know, some people say, uh, you know, the good thing about today's win is I was talking about it with my family when we were uh, watching it. Is that you know you're looking at this game and you don't care what happened in week three or when the Bills lost to the Jaguars because today's game was the most important game and that win was the most important win of the season. Now, obviously, if they won that game, would it would be a little better? Sure, of course but that Jaguars loss doesn't even matter because now the Bills are in the driver's seat. As long as they win out, they will win the AFC East. All right, Richard W. Griswold is in. He writes, Wall of Fame, Allen, third in McKenzie. <laughs> I think I think they're just trying to trigger me. No, it's okay. It's okay. Hey, if McKenzie comes back another year... Oops, I did mute myself. Thank you. Thank you, Big R. I thought I was just muting all of you guys, which is all I wanted to do. I want you guys to speak. I didn't want you guys to speak. I just wanted to... Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> uh, wall of fame. He writes Allen, third and McKenzie. Like I said, is trying to trigger me. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. If if he, if he gets re signed after this season, um, which is a possibility, uh, but an amazing game like that. I mean, two times has he ever been featured in the Bills offense? Well, I don't even, I, would, I don't even want to say featured. He was just a big part of it. And he just, the Dolphins game didn't, didn't count last year because it was the Dolphins. The Bills didn't need it, but, Man, this was a big game. Third McKenzie, Clutch McKenzie, man. Uh He also writes Diggs, Knox, Singletary, the offensive line, and the defensive line. Hyde, the punter, <laughs> the punter, the disappearing act. Dable, Frazier, McDermott, Richard, you're just going all over the map, man. You just want to give, you can give the whole team the wall of fame if you want, you know? And he, oh, he writes Gettysburg play. Now, for those of you that may not have heard our podcast before or follow it, um, Sometimes we do a Gettysburg play of the game, which is basically like a Civil War, like the turning point of the game, if there is one. And he wrote the shovel pass to Diggs on fourth down, which is an amazing call. And I say that because that was the one I used. So, um, no, actually, it wasn't the one I used, but that's a good one also. <laughs> I used a different one earlier in the podcast. Original Hatriot writes, he wrote, he wrote, too late for this guy tonight. And he mentioned, because we were originally supposed to do this Twitter space he, around 10 o'clock. And it's around eleven forty five, so uh appreciate all of you guys that are actually there to stay up for this. Uh but he wrote too late for this guy tonight. Wall of Fame, McDermott and the wheelbarrow he used to carry his stones. <laughs> it's a good one. I like that. Wall of Shame, the elderly female Pat fan who tried to trip my seventeen year old daughter leaving the game. Low class knuckle draggers, go bills. Now I know that original hatred lives in Massachusetts, which I always think of that um that uh remember Mike in Indiana Jones and the Holy Grail? That part where he's just like, you know, they have to go get the uh the Holy Grail in Germany and uh Yes, that was a crucial part. It was a crucial part. That should almost be the Gettysburg. We'll just call that. Indiana Jones travel into Berlin to get he's always like and his father was like, You want to go into Berlin? Into the Lion's Den? diary, right? The to, oh, yeah, the diary. To get the grail. You're right, you're right. The diary to get the grail. He said, you want to go into the lion's den? Every time I think of somebody who goes to, like, New England or the Patriots or that lives in Massachusetts who is a Bills fan, I always think, yeah, you live in the lion's den. And this just proves it. He said somebody, an elderly female Pat fan, tried to trip his 17-year-old daughter reading the game. That's, that's pretty crazy. Unless, of course, your daughter was talking mad smack. I mean, then the elderly female padfan had nothing but to do but to try to trip you, like Matthew Judon tried to trip uh, Josh Allen during the game. Let's see. All right, we're gonna go over to B Mormon twenty twenty, who was on baby duty up until recently, and uh, he's uh, he's now on. Hey, B Mormon twenty twenty, can you hear me? Hey, I am doing well. Are you still on baby duty or what? Uh, no, I'm I'm good. The timing worked out, but yeah, gotta. Oh, congratulations! Congratulations! Awesome, awesome. So, uh, what? Who or what is on your wall of fame and wall of shame in today's huge win? Yeah, I really liked uh, that. I didn't even have to think about the offensive line today; it didn't even come up. So they really uh, pulled together and made it made it a great game, right? And I don't know how much of that is Josh Allen just making plays versus them blocking, but they had seemed like they had a big part of it, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, and then on Wall of Shame, um, I think that just the the cabal that wants uh, Brady to play against Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl. I, I think Jerry Jones may be behind it. I don't know to boost sales,
1: something like that. But that that cabal is is a real shame, in my opinion.
4: Yeah, yeah. You think? Do you think we'll get past that cabal and make it through there, or is it already determined? It's already determined. Wait, just like the the presidential election of twenty twenty four. It's already decided who's. Is actually going to win. It's really hard to say exactly, and, and that might be all tied into it, know. We don't, we don't know. So. Mm-hmm. A lot of players, a lot of shadow actors here going on. So. Well, they don't want us to know Be mormon 2020, so we won't know. But um, appreciate you coming in, man. Obviously, avid have a listener, supporter, so thank you for coming in on that. And yeah, thank you. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I wonder, should I still read yours? Because you still had some good other rights, yeah. But, no, you know what? You had a good one. You had a good one. Appreciate you coming in. and He, uh, very he does seem very knowledgeable. Uh, are you thinking about, about the start... cabal? About the cabal. <laughs> Good point. Good point. What if they come? The, the less we talk about it, the less lists we get put on in the dark webs and all that stuff. Yeah, the less we... Uh, you know, hey, look over here. Mike Graham tweeted it. Mike Graham wrote in, <laughs> Wall of Fame, Little Dirty, uh, and Josh Allen, obviously. Wall of Shame, my language, because... Um, Have I sworn yet on this podcast? Am I going to put the explicit mark on it? I can't remember if I have. Have I? Mike, John, I don't think I let it loose. You guys don't care. It doesn't matter. The Bills won. It doesn't matter. I'll put the explicit tag on it. He says, fuck the Pats, fuck the haters, and fuck the Pro Bowl snubs. Let's go, Bills. Also, Sanders for proving to us that Davis is wide receiver, too. Yeah, man, you haven't seen Davis drop a lot of passes like that. He is clutch. Uh, Red Raider Z1 (laughs) writes in, Wall well of Shame is the Bills coaching staff for absolute misuse of the talent that they have, and I'm sure when he's saying this, he means Isaiah McKenzie. The O-line was a ragtag, but it was the best Allen has had all season. No sacks, but sit Bates, etc. More McKenzie is an is an absolute abomination. He is a, as elusive as Hill from KC. By all means, sit him McClappy, hardhead. Wow, wow, that, that is. That is like I mean, you're talking about a guy that's uh he's going all in on the coaching staff. I mean it's just <laughs> instead of looking at this as like this is a great win, the Bills finally have something that maybe they didn't think they had, he's just like, how do you how do you not know that you have this amazing talent in the Buffalo and I think that they do deserve some criticism. For sure. For sure they deserve some criticism. But I don't know if they deserve uh, all of that. I think every team in the NFL, has a little bit of that going on. You have biases. You have biases as far as who you believe is the best performer at any job. And then sometimes when, you know, you got Will Ferrell from Step Brothers getting, you know, the Catalina Wine Mixer, you know, realize all this time that he can handle it. It's like, I want it. I want it. I want to get that nut. <laughs> Whatever he says. Um, do you mean the Catalina Wine Mixer? All right. Uh, should we should we make the Catalina Wine Mixer into a segment into the into the podcast? Mike just mentioned how he doesn't like Gettysburg. What do you know? Mike complaining about something. What do you think? Like it's very amorphous. amorphous. It's not defined. Okay. It's not defined. It's defined. It is defined. It's something that you will, the wall of fame and wall of shame isn't necessarily defined as like, you know, it's, it's who or what. You could say the entire build of offense, right? And then with, you know, the wall of fame, or with the Gettysburg play of the game, and it could be a play that, you know, swings the momentum, you know, for the Buffalo Bills or against them. We'll have a conversation about this off air, okay? Jeez. You're making me look stupid on Twitter spaces, Mark, all right? <laughs> You're just waiting for me to stop talking so you can get your point in. Um, <laughs> Kevin Kaiser, is he says, Wall of Fame. Josh, McKenzie, and Singletary. Wall of, a lot of people, people giving McH- Singletary some Wall of Fame praise. I mean, I, I thought he had a good game. I guess I didn't think he had an amazing game, uh, but solid. Solid for sure. I'm definitely standing out amongst the running back group, but. Wall of Shame. He has run defense, bad D penalties, penalties that we got away with. But still, Milano and Hughes, McDermott timeout and management. We did not discuss those those penalties. I I feel like every week, for the most part, we're ragging on the refs for never being able to get it right or always calling, uh, always making calling penalties against the Buffalo Bills that they shouldn't. Uh, The Bills got away with one today with that Jerry Hughes push specifically. in in replay, you know, we always say this on a podcast, right? Like we're the most non-biased Bills fans out there. Bills podcasts out there, like if anything, we say that you know the Bills deserve the penalties. No, he was trying to hold him up. He was trying to hold him he, up. He, he wasn't trying to like. Out <laughs> he wasn't. He was no, no, there was no, there was no, yeah, there was no shenanigans being done there. It was just he he did extend his arms in a pushing fashion, but then he tried to grab. But he only extended his arm so he could grab up Mac Jones and pull him up. I mean, he was doing him a favor, if we're being honest. And Mac Jones just fell over like a soccer player. Step in, we have Karen. Karen says, Wall of Fame, McKenzie, back in the lineup, finally. He as he had a huge impact on the game. Allen rushing stats, topping league is just so impressive. Diggs fired up, Hyde with two picks. Uh, we didn't mention, I mean, we mentioned the picks that Hyde had, but I'm just saying it out loud. He, had, he was the one, he was the player that, both picks. Um, wall of shame, terrible penalties at crucial times. Allen, Allen, Karen gives Allen 100 fire emojis and that is just tremendous. You usually give it out of a 5 fire emoji scale, but Karen going all 100, 100 out of 5. In Gettysburg, she says, the high tip interception. Yes, that was a, that, spoiler alert Karen, I kind of mentioned that in our Gettysburg, so um, let's see, Bill Lasso was not able to get in That might be an issue on our end, the last one. I would say that even though, uh, you know, everyone else didn't have an issue, but that might be my issue, too. This is all new. Uh, Andrew is in at A underscore Kuso 10. Wall of Fame, the face of the franchise, Isaiah McKenzie, Josh Allen, four and a half fire emojis out of five. Would have been five if not for the almost interception on the final drive. McDermott for staying aggressive. Yeah, we did not mention that play. He did throw J.C. Jackson, almost had that play. Again, another miscommunication between Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen today, which is not normally the case. They had several of those today. Then he also gives uh, McDermott for staying aggressive on the Wall of Fame. Absolutely. Absolutely. McDermott deserves a a ton of credit in that respect. Wall of Shame, he writes Run D still needs work, but I'll take the W. We control our own destiny moving forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if anyone's listening, if you want to. Uh, request the mic. You're more than welcome to, to give your wall of fame and wall of shame in today's victory. Thanks for staying up late with us. For those that are listening, I know it's late. I know some people are working tomorrow. Uh, so appreciate you guys doing this. I'm going to do a couple more live and uh, and we'll call it a wrap. Jason Statham is in. Jason, who is in the UK, so he's been asleep for about eight hours now. He writes, Wall of Fame. Uh, plaudits pundits. Maybe you say pundits will go to my... Isaiah McKenzie, and rightfully so. Josh was unbelievable today as well. But I'm going to give it to the O-line. Stepped up big. Stepped up big time, plus no sacks. He says, Wallace Shame, Edmonds. I love the guy, but I've noticed he's yeah. been a step slower lately. Fuck the Pats. Yeah. Um, yeah I, Tremaine Edmonds is one of those guys that, like, so every season we have a guy in the podcast where it's like, I want to love you. Please let me love you. You're not letting me love you. And, like, last season it was Dawson Knox. You know, the season before, I can't remember. But the season before that, it might have been Josh Allen. Who knows? But uh, Tremaine Edmonds is that guy for me. Like, he's not terrible. He's definitely not. I mean, he's pretty good. But just for that first-round pick, you just want him to be outstanding, right? You want to see him flash a couple of times a game. We were talking about Ed Oliver before the beginning of the season. Like, this was his year to step up. And you see him flash, like, once or twice a game. Kind of reminds me of Kyle Williams. Well, now we're looking at, you know, Tremaine Edmonds to take that next step, too. Dawson Knox took that step this season. He's unbelievable. Now we need Tremaine Edmonds to take that next step. Um, and I feel like when he says, I love the guy, but I've noticed he's a step lower, it's like we always have to have that little asterisk. Like, we love you. We want to love you. Like, just let us love you. You did that guy wrong. plot Ploditz? What is right. Ploditz? Yeah. Okay. Right. Oh, plaudits is an expression of crazy. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's interesting. Audits. I thought he just spelled something wrong. See, that's my fault. Yeah. You yeah, can't let that go by. Yeah, you like, can't. Oh, what an idiot. <laughs> Jason Statham is now going to stop listening to Circling the Wagons because I originally thought that. So, <laughs> Bills backer St. Pete wrote Wall of Fame, Allen, McKenzie, and the O line who exceeded my expectations by a million today. Aggressive play calling and fourth down conversions. Wall of Shame can't think of anyone right now because i'm just so blissfully happy that we showed up and played a complete game today. This was by far the biggest win i, I places like i mean you don't get here without the um without the win over KC obviously but but man it was just this was the one. All right, one more, one more, one more. Uh Joey Hanover though. Joey Hanover, wall of fame, uh McKenzie, Allen and Diggs after they started coalescing again. Ooh, coalescing, Joey. I mean, jeez. You, know, you don't have to break out the big words on us. I just didn't even you know what plot it's meant. So you're going to break out coalescing? Again, did I get that one right, right, Mike? Coalescing? Okay, okay. That's all right. O.L. was great today. The offensive line was great today. Pass defense was stout. Defensive line got a ton of pressure against a great offensive line. And the wall of shame is the run defense continues to be a problem recently, despite our rank of the year. Dane Jackson got roasted a few times. He did get roasted, which is a great point, but, Unlike, you know, other cornerbacks who get roasted, like, he still was in, he still, like, Levi Wallace, like, he still had the ability to make a play, you know what I mean? Like, he wasn't far enough away where he couldn't make a tackle. Like, he wasn't, you know, off the screen. Like, he he did get burned, but that's okay. I'm fine with it. Joey Hanover also writes, uh, Gettysburg plays of the game. Every one of our fourth down conversions seemed to be put a little, seemed to put a little bit more coal in our fire. Absolutely beautiful. Oh, I was was thinking he was going to say coal in the stocking the stocking of Pats fans five fire emojis for Alan today and I think we're gonna end it on that one thank you guys so much for contributing in the space in the Twitter space being a listener being I see several listeners on there coming in and out the entire time appreciate you guys staying up late for doing this um and we're gonna end it oh, we'll do our quick giveaway quick on the uh but why not do it why not do it on the Twitter space whatever five giveaways we got Singletary jerseys, Moss jerseys, Tremaine Edmonds, who I just mentioned jersey. You got some signed mini helmets and stuff like that. I'm going to pick five at random. Mac Madam 15, that's Mac Madam 15. We have J.D. Prinzenhoff, J.D. Prinzenhoff, Miss Molly, that's Miss Molly, M.S.S. Molly. We have Dina underscore 14, that's Dina underscore 14. And Miss A from BK, that's Miss A from BK. All the winners of today's podcast, and appreciate you guys being a part of this Twitter space. Twitter space is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago.
0: So, in the uh, thanks for everyone that contributed to the Twitter space. Hopefully, that was uh, audible. Uh, the Bills stand right now fourth in the AFC standings um, as the leader of the AFC East. Um, the Chiefs are the the Chiefs are have the first seed. The Titans have the second seed. The Bengals have the third seed over us. Which is based on the conference record. The Bengals are seven and three. The Bills are six and five there. Uh, So that's why that is the way it is, why the Bills aren't fourth or third instead of fourth. And yeah, yeah. So the Patriots. 99% uh,
2: chance right now to make the playoffs, 88% chance to win the division. And then certainly we think they can take care of business with Atlanta and the Jets, right? Um, Yeah. That would lock up the division.
0: Yeah. The Jets, who are now four and 11 and the Falcons are 7 and 8. So yeah. Want
2: to take a stab at the point spread for the Falcons?
0: Oh, yeah, you know that's my favorite part. Um I'm going to let John go first. I always go first, John.
2: How magnanimous of you, Nathan.
0: Yeah. I am the most modest person that is that has ever existed, so this should not surprise you. John? <laughs> 14. Nate. Wow. Is it in Buffalo or is it in Atlanta? Buffalo. Ooh, yeah. Uh I'm going to go I'm going to go th- do I go 13 and a half or 14 and a half to beat John. Uh I'm going to go 13 and a half. I think it's going to be a little bit under. 14. Uh, 14 John. Oh. <laughs> John, could this day get any better for you? <laughs> he wins his fantasy. He wins his fantasy playoff game. The Bills win today and he and he hits the the spread right on the number.
1: My wife is shushing me because the kids are asleep.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Katie does that. My wife does that constantly. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, you know what? Uh, those were Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. And obviously the the point spread that uh, I just gave you for next week's game against the Falcons brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago, which is a great place to uh, to place a bet, which we have. We have several times, so I would definitely take the over on that with the Bills just crushing it uh, over and over again. So I think we're going to call it a day. Signing off for John.
1: Hey, the, the Bills are 10-1 and 1 in the AFC East over the last two seasons. They haven't won the division in consecutive seasons since the 90-91 to 91 seasons. Let's go bring on the Falcons.
0: And for Mike?
2: Yeah. Yeah ridiculous how good Allen is and he just keeps getting better. Today he was became the first Bills player in history with back-to-back 4000-yard seasons and it just it seems like he's going to keep adding to the streak. The future is very bright. Looking forward to next week. Go Bills. And for me Nate, the Bills just I hope this I
0: hope this completed your holiday season. It's like Clark Griswold in Christmas Vacation when he when he lights up the house and all his family members and he's crying. He's like, "You know what?" I hope this really helped to make your Christmas season that much brighter. Go Bills, and we'll talk to you guys again next week. Thanks for everyone that contributed to the Twitter space. Hopefully that was uh, audible. Uh, the Bills stand right now fourth in the AFC standings um, as the leader of the AFC East. Um, the Chiefs are are the, the Chiefs are, have the first seed. The Titans have the second seed. The Bengals have the third seed over us, which is based on the conference record. The Bengals are seven and three. The Bills are six and five. There, Uh, so that's why that is the way it is. Why the Bills aren't fourth or third instead of fourth, and yeah, yeah. So the Patriots, ninety nine
2: percent chance right now to make the playoffs. Eighty eight percent chance to win the division, and then certainly we think they can take care of business with Atlanta and the Jets, right? Um, Yeah, that would lock up the division.
0: Yeah, the Jets who are now four and eleven. And the Falcons are seven and eight. So yeah, want to
2: take a stab at the point spread for the Falcons?
0: Oh yeah, you know that's my favorite part. Um, I'm going to let John go first. I always go first, John.
2: How magnanimous of you, Nathan.
0: Yeah, I am the most modest person that is that has ever existed. So this should not surprise you. John, (laughs) fourteen. Nate. Wow, is it in Buffalo or is it in Atlanta? Buffalo. Ooh yeah. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, th- th- do I go 13 and a half or 14 and a half to beat John? Uh, I'm going to go 13 and a half. I think it's going to be a little bit under 14, uh, 14, John, Oh, <laughs> John, could this day get any better for you? <laughs> he wins his fantasy. He wins his fantasy playoff game. The bills win today and he, and he hits the, the spread right on the number.
1: My wife is shushing me because the kids are asleep.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Katie does that. My wife does that constantly. <laughs> um all right, guys. Well, you know what? Uh that was where Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. And obviously the the point spread that uh might just gave you for next week's game against the Falcons brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago, which is a great place to uh to place a bet, which we have we have several times, so I would definitely take the over on that with the Bills, just crushing it uh, over and over again. So I think we're going to call it a day. Signing off for John.
1: Hey, the the Bills are ten and one in the AFC East over the last two seasons. They haven't won the division in consecutive seasons since the ninety to ninety one seasons. Let's go, bring on the Falcons.
0: And for Mike,
2: yeah ridiculous how good Allen is and he just keeps getting better. Today he was became the first Bills player in history with back-to-back 4000-yard seasons and it just it seems like he's going to keep adding to the streak. The future is very bright. Looking forward to next week. Go Bills. And
0: for me Nate, the Bills just I hope this I hope this completed your holiday season. It's like Clark Griswold in Christmas Vacation when he when he lights up the house and all his family members and he's crying. He's like, "You know what?" I hope this really helped to make your Christmas season that much brighter. Go Bills, and we'll talk to you guys again next week.
3: Buffalo stand up. It's the mafia. <laughs> uh, it's a Bill city. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill city. Yo. Uh, it's a Bill city. It's a Bills city. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. City. Yo. We got Josh Allen, got Step Diggs, we got Cole. Neon Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. Yeah. Ike McKenzie on a jet sweep, maybe it's a fake. Honestly, it's a TD either way when you got Diggs and B's and Gabe Davis. Three-headed single Terry Moss brader Who gon' stop us? We the greatest. Forget Mahomes, forget Kelsey, forget Hill. Come and replay us, cause we ready. Sebastian like Boogie, yeah, we ready. Moving for Cody four. we ready. Kick they buck up like Ike, yeah, we ready. Dawson Knox with a spike, are you ready? Season tickets, I'm hype up. The team ready, Buffalo. This is our team forever. Forever. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Terran Johnson with a pick six It's just too easy Don't pass it to tradeway. Please believe me We got high right behind them And Poya free Please don't run up the middle Unless you want to meet a star Greg Russo can show you what he's about Trey Edmonds and Matt Milano Can't get around them. Our team is grounded Oh yeah Sebastian like Boogie Yeah, we ready Moving for Cody four. We ready Kick they fuck up like Ike Yeah, we ready Dawson Knox with a spike Are you ready? Season tickets I'm hype up the team Ready, Buffalo This is our team forever forever we got Josh Allen got step digs we got Cole Deion Dawkins cause you know it's about to snow mafia you know we on a roll no competition and it's not even close it's a bill city Yeah. 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 yeah a buffalo
2: bill city